Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I'm super excited to introduce you to my guest today, Paree Jones-Grossman. She is a certified life coach, a TEDx keynote speaker, influencer, Amazon best-selling author of Conversations with Paree, 30 stories of people who reinvented themselves, and a co-founder and co-host of the podcast, Own Your Throne. I love the name of that podcast. She's also a member of the prestigious Forbes Coaches Council. She has shared the stage with Deepak Chopra, Elizabeth Gilbert, Maureen Williamson, Chris Carr, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, and Dr. Bill Bolt-Taylor. In 2021, she became the number one life empowerment coach by Yahoo Finance. I'm so excited to have you on the show and have this conversation today. Thank you, Sarah. I'm a big fan of your podcast. I love it because you really get some tips and strategies and it's a can do and a how to. So I respect that. I've taken some notes myself on some of your previous guests. So thank you for, for putting that together. Oh, I love it. And we like to talk all things goals, but we also like to talk about how to actually crush them because life gets in the way. And one of the things I love about what you bring to the table for this episode is you are all about action. In fact, your team calls you the obstacles terminator. Can you tell us a little (laughs) more about that? Yes. Usually when my clients come to me or even some of my girlfriends will come to me and they'll tell me about their dreams and their goals. And some of your listeners may be, like you said, in cubicles and thinking, oh my God, how can I get out of here? I really am not doing what I want to be doing. Not living in the city I want to be living. I'm just not living the life that I want to be living. And so I'll say, of course, what do you want to do? And they'll describe this amazing dream. And their lights, uh, their faces light up and get so excited. And then my next question is, what's stopping you? And usually what it is, I have another word for obstacles, and it's called mental gremlins. And those things... Mental gremlins. (laughs) Yes, yes. I have little pictures of them, little (laughs) neural monsters. But it's all in our head. It's all limiting beliefs. They're all things that stop us, things such as I'm not good enough. I don't have enough credentials. I don't have time, it's too late, I'm too old. Whatever the excuse is, is the obstacle. So before you can go from here to where you are now to here where you want to go, the big process is eliminating those obstacles. So that's what I really enjoy doing is nitty gritty is what is the biggest obstacle inside of you and let's eliminate it and watch you fly and reach those goals. Mm-hmm. And so often it could be money, it could be the limiting belief, it could be a spouse, it could be leaving a job. I know many of the listeners are sitting in a job. And I know for me, like when I was working, I was getting paid really well. And so wanting to leave and do something else, there was a gremlin on my desk, like, how are you going to pay for health insurance? How are you going to do this? <laughs> how are you going to pay your rent? 
Yes, absolutely. And the thing is what I teach people, and you've heard it before. So many people just say it different ways. It starts up here. What do you believe? And really get honest about it. And I say step one is to take an honest inventory of what do you really believe? And usually when you come up with some dreams or new ideas, make them at least 50% believable. That way you can create some of the goals and the steps and the tasks that will get you there. So if you change this mental thing, and whenever you get one of those mental gremlins, you literally, I use the word delete, delete. Like when yeah. I get it, okay, how can you do that? How can you pay for that? I'm like, okay, delete, stop. Change my mindset. And it's like, how can I do it? Instead of our minds always telling us how we can't do something, how can we do it? Science proves that we have 60,000 to 90,000 thoughts a day. 95% of them are negative. Well, mm-hmm. flip it. What if we changed it to a positive thought? So then it could be 95% positive for you to create that. So instead of when you're writing out your dream, just make it big. Let your light really shine. Look at the possibilities. And instead of asking yourself, it's not going to happen because this or this or this. But the question really is, what if it does? What if it is possible? And, And you get that. You hear people talk a lot about manifestation. And manifestation, the real juice of it is the excitement. How do you feel? How do you feel in that relationship that you want? How do you feel in that new career? How do you feel if you really want to write that book? And maybe how do you want to feel if you live in that city or get married or have kids? Whatever that goal is, make it juiced up with how do you feel? Because that's the mojo. Yeah. And so often, I think when people set goals, they start off and they have these big dreams and then they want to bring that to life and they start to think about, okay, how will I go about doing it? And I think that's when the gremlins really set in. Oh, how will I go about doing it? I need to do this. I don't know how to do that. I've never done that before. It's a simple process. I talk about how the step one, I have a, a workbook that's the five activator steps for reinvention. Step one is, who am I now? And Mm -hmm. take an honest inventory. Who are you now? What do you believe now? Step two, who do you want to become? And daydream about that. Who do you see you becoming? Where are you? Really get descriptive. What are are you doing? What does your day look like? Mm -hmm. Number three is your vision. Your vision is your compass. So ask yourself, what is that one vision? that I really, really want to do in my life that makes my life joyful. Again, how do I feel? Because so many people stop at that. But if you don't have that compass, remember where you go, where you focus is where you're going to go. So keep that in mind. And then the fourth step is the obstacles. Really look at what are you saying to yourself that is probably not true. So what is it that you need to eliminate so that you can cross over to the next side, which are the action steps? And the action steps, that's why I say make it 50% believable for where you are now. And if you start with the action steps where you develop something, be really descriptive of where you want to go, break it down into task, put a time limit on it. With the vision, I have a tool that I talk about in my workbook. It's called Ideal Scenes. And it starts with a very powerful two words, I am. So remember I talked about that juju's 
juice before. How do you feel? I am living my dream, creating a product. I am writing my book that's becoming a bestseller. It's all in the present because our neural pathways operate in the present. And our brains don't know if we're actually doing it or not. That's how <laughs> powerful we are. And you've heard a lot of stories and data about athletes who my son and daughter were skiers, ski racers. And you'll see them at the top of the course. And what they did is they went and they looked at where they're going to be skiing, but they've memorized it. So they sit there with their eyes closed and they memorize each turn. What does it look like? And it's such a powerful vision. Your brain actually thinks you're doing it. There's no difference. So it's a very powerful process that is important in creating something new. Mm -hmm. And the power of the mind is, it's just fascinating. But that visualization really does help. I know I was an equestrian. I rode horses my entire life. And we used to ride the ride and we would visualize it and every turn and everything like that, every pattern. And then we would actually go in our backyards and trot around and on our fake horses and do it. And that allowed us to troubleshoot maybe some of the things that we thought were more challenging. Right. But when we actually got into the ring at the horse show, it's like we had already figured out how to navigate those obstacles. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something uh, with your listeners on how to navigate obstacles. So take a sheet of paper and Put the obstacle, number one, the limiting belief. What is your biggest mental gremlin? Is it, I don't know what to do. You don't know how to do what? Do you yeah. feel like you need more credibility? Do you have imposter woman syndrome, which I feel like a fraud? You need, what is the biggest gremlin? And write it out and be very descriptive. Make that the meanest, ugliest, darkest gremlin you possibly can. And then ask yourself, but is that true? Is that really true? Or is that just a limiting belief? Or is that something that somebody well-meaning, could be a friend, could be a family member, that when you share your dream a little bit, you're a little bit vulnerable and you share it with somebody and then they come back with, oh, you think you can do that? Okay, let's get real. All right, let's not start daydreaming. Those are dream killers. Mm -hmm. So what you do is and make that part of that mean is gremlin. And then put a line in there. Go to the other side. And I want you to daydream. I want you to write like that wasn't true. And what really is true is this. And the truth could be, you know what? I could ask for help. I could ask an expert. I could take this step. I could take it one piece at a time. And that's the important thing about task. As you talk about so much in your podcast with goals, yeah. crushing those goals, it's one bit at a time, making them where they're palatable, not so big that we just get so overwhelmed and yeah. make a list of those steps of what you could do. And one thing that I really teach my clients, because this is an important piece, is when you're writing a, a goal, put a time frame on it. So you see it. Okay, here's my goal. This is the time frame and stick to it. And what I mean by sticking to it, every single day, you put those goals at the top of your to-do list. So I'll say, put your top three. 
And usually what people do is they put the harder ones at the bottom, right? They'll yep. say, hey, <laughs> my to-do list and I got to go to the groceries, blah, 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 blah. And then, oh, yeah, I need to sit down and write a, an outliner. And they put it at the end. No, make yourself first. Put those top three at the top. And then everything that you do the rest of the day has to align to what you need to do. And I'll give you an example. So let's say I write my top three of what I need to do tomorrow. And one is I need to spend time to write, let's say, a description of what I want to do or an outline. Or if I want to write a book, maybe I want to write a couple pages. So that's the first thing I do in the morning. So I get a call from a friend say eight o'clock in the morning, it's <laughs> scheduled nine o'clock or maybe it's eight to 10 to do this. I get a call from a girlfriend. Oh my gosh, it's a gorgeous day. Perry, you want to go on a hike with me? So what happens is we usually say yes. We usually say, because we want something to take us away from that goal. So we'll go on a hike. Then we come back, it's 10 o'clock and we're like, yeah, but now I've got to go do this. And now this I got a meeting. <laughs> yes, right? Where we make the first mistakes is not following through with the first thing. Because if you do that so many times with so many different tasks, that's when people lose hope. That's when they give up. That's when they say, see, I don't have enough time. Because you haven't made it a priority. And that's really the first part of it. And once you change those habits, and there's a great book James Clear wrote called Atomic Habits. If you do it one step at a time like that, make yourself first, 30 days is all it takes to create a new habit. That's it. And that's all up here. So you can do it, but you've got to ask yourself, who's more important right now? You know, what, you've heard the quote, what are you going to do with this one precious life? What kind of regret would you have if you didn't do something? And that's yeah. a serious question. I went through one myself. I had a goal. I'll be really honest. I'm in my 60s. I had four divorces. So I had a limiting belief that I do pick men well. And whenever they want to get married, they change. And I was really stuck in that. So I started doing some inner healing. Really got in there and figured out what the heck is going on. Because I was really the common denominator, right? I'm the one that has a problem, some issues. So I worked through some stuff, which was all self-love. And I met someone amazing four years ago. And during COVID, we're a typical COVID couple. And I knew we, I was fearful of getting married because I was afraid he was going to change. So I had a dating coach and she said to me, the biggest fear though is yours. It's not his, it's yours. What are you fearful about? And I thought, what am I fearful about? And I thought, maybe I'm the one that changes. It's not him. Maybe I'm the one. So doing that deeper dive into it, I remembered her asking me, she goes, would it be a regret in your life at the end of your life if you didn't, if you didn't marry, if you didn't believe the work that you did, that you healed, that you created this amazing relationship? I thought, oh my God, she's right. That was my biggest regret in life. So I shifted the thinking, got engaged, and we're getting married next year. Oh, that's exciting. And so again, it's never too late. I wanted a love that lasted forever. And so whatever your dream is, 
God, we so often talk ourselves out of it instead of leaning into it and leaning into the possibilities. So I just want to encourage people that are listening, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't let those mental gremlins take over and rule what your life is going to look like, especially if you're not living a life of joy. Yeah. And you just shared so many insightful little nuggets. And one of the things that I find when I work with clients, but I talk to people on the show, is that we have these big dreams that seem so far away. And so sometimes what happens is, and you mentioned the laundry, we'll end up doing the laundry instead of working on that dream because it's easy to check the laundry off our task list. So when we put those tasks really at the bottom, we're just pushing that dream further and further out. But another thing as well to remember is that unless you're creating the post-it note, most of the things that you have on your dream board or, or in your heart, somebody else has successfully navigated that. Oh, yes. I Have you ever read the book called Big Magic? With yes. Mm-hmm. How I do believe in universal downloads. Yeah. You know, we get certain people get ideas from wherever. Yep. I need to write that book. I need yep. to do this. And we'll, but we'll put it aside. And we'll say, oh, other things became more important. And a lot of it, it's not that it was more important. It's just that it was hard to really discipline ourselves to create, to do what we needed to do. The universe doesn't wait. Yeah. That dream, that idea, that download will go to somebody else because that message needs to get out in the world. And that's the spiritual part of me. That's the side that I really tell people, listen, if and especially people who are writing books, or maybe they need to write a screenplay, or they need to write a newsletter about an experience that they've gone through in life, a challenge that they overcame, go and write the book that you can't find, that you want to read. And if that's the case, that means you are the one that's supposed to be writing it and make it happen because the joy that comes for you and your life and purpose, your purpose, What's more important in living your life than finding your purpose? And I believe we have several purposes, different times of our lives. Yeah. In the moment, whatever that little whisper is, that little kind of sometimes annoying whisper tells you, you should be doing this or you want to do this. And you go, yeah, that voice is going to keep talking to you. You can't shut it down until you actually do it. And there's a lot of times we have callings to do things in life that we don't know exactly how to do it. Yeah, many times. (laughs) Most of the time. Yeah. And but we just take that first step because it's a passion and we believe and we just know that we know we're supposed to do it. So you take that first step and it's really amazing to see the magic and the mentors and the people. It all starts to unfold and and we are on the right path of making that come true. So listen to that voice. Don't shut it down. Make those impossible ideas that you think in your mind possible because they came to you for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't read the book, Big Magic, I highly suggest it. But spoiler alert, basically, she was given all the details to a book and she didn't write it. And then she ended up at a conference and somebody wrote almost the exact same book. 
And no, she didn't steal it from her. It was. Yes. The universe gave it to someone else. Yes. And almost the same title. Yeah. Almost the same title, character, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the book that she wrote instead didn't do as well. And she was like saying, oh, I could kick myself for not doing that. Yeah. The lesson learned and something that I always find it's so fulfilling when you actually step out and do something and you're, you don't have the guidepost, but you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you just feel it inside. And when you create it and when you jump and trust that the net will appear and that's faith and you see it done, the joy and the happiness in your life is just boundless. Totally. Yeah. So I want to flip the script a little bit. What if somebody's listening here and they know what they're doing right now is not it, but they don't know what would be it. They don't really know where to start with how to create what they're, how to tap into what their true dream is. What would you suggest for them? That's why I wrote the workbook and I'll break it down. If you're in a position, you're not happy and you don't know why, start writing. In a handwriting, not on the computer. There is also some science that says with our pathways that it all comes through our writing, whatever our dominant hand is. And so start writing. And I want you to daydream. So many times in our daily lives, people really put you down for daydreaming. They say, oh my God, you're a daydreamer. Oh, blah, blah, blah. That's how amazing creations come from. So allow yourself to daydream. Set some time aside. I call it the sacred space time. 30 minutes, usually in the mornings, when you first wake up, grab a journal or yellow pads. I've probably got about Uh 50 of them around my house. And I just start writing, what would bring me great joy? And don't just stop yourself because sometimes you'll start writing and, oh my God, this would give me great joy. And you start writing and then you start talking yourself out of it. And you need your mental gremlins. Look, I got it. Get in the backseat. Hush up. Let me just have my time and create what really makes me happy. So set into those things. What would make you really happy? If someone came to you and could sprinkle very dust on you and say, you know what, Sarah, whatever you want to do is going to happen. Whatever's going to bring you the greatest joy, make that happen and be descriptive. Really write it out and say, think about it. What in the past were you doing that you enjoyed? Or maybe you see somebody else doing something that you really enjoy. I know when I go and speak and I talk about creating next chapters, I have so many women come up to me afterwards And they say, you know what, Perry? And they're almost like a little vulnerable and a little scared. And they'll have a little whisper and they'll say, I really want to do what you're doing. I really want to speak. I really want to teach. I'm like, go do it. Yeah. Go do it. Whatever that message is inside of you, listen to it because that is your compass. And once you start just creating all kinds of ideas that make you joyful, pick one thing. Pick one thing that you can do now and just start it on a small scale and then just see how easy it is, how you can manifest it and create that one thing and then move on to the next thing. That's the great thing about life is that we have to have just one thing. We can keep creating new things all the time. 
but allowing yourself to dream. Second of all, some people start writing about what they don't like about their lives. Mm. And focus on the negative or what I don't like about my work. You can do that. It's basically freeform writing. I call it a mental dump. That's what you use the yellow pages for, these yellow pads. All the negative, the anger, all of the stuff that you're holding inside, write it. Do not reread it. Either tear it up or burn it. Do not. Yeah. Have a nice little ceremony. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And say, I'm letting this go. I'm letting this go. Because you're emptying the vessel, so to speak. So you can put some of the good stuff in. Then after you've done that, because sometimes we can't even open up and see some of the good stuff or some of the possibilities because we're so damn angry or upset or hurt Mm. or sad about what's going on in our lives now. So empty the trash. Mm -hmm. Empty that trash and release it. Then you'll have room to create space for something new. That's when you pick up the other pad and you sit there and you write, this is what would really make me happy. Yeah, I love to do this. And ask yourself, what is it? If you have no idea, another trick I tell people is ask your friends. Ask them, what do you think I'm pretty good at? Mm -hmm. And you'll be surprised. And it's almost like taking a poll. What do you think some of my strengths are? I know my weaknesses, believe me, I know them better than anybody. But what do you think some of my strengths are? Or what do you see in me? And that might give you some direction. And it's something, if people, and I have to warn you about this, it's family members, it could be partners, it could be husbands, it could be best friends. And when you start telling your dream, if they stop you, or they say, oh my God, you can't do this, or you can't do that. Just gracefully say, you know what? Thank you for listening. And remember not to go to that person because it's not that they're toxic people. They just, their own fears stop them. And your life is not their life. Yeah. So that's the thing to remember. And I think so often you mentioned it, it really is their fear of all the things that they haven't been able to do or obstacles they face when trying to achieve their dreams. But I'll go back to somebody else in the world has figured this out. Yes. Yes. And if they can, so can you. Yep. We're not different from each other. It's just a matter of what tools do you have? What strategies? How disciplined are you? How badly do you want it? Yeah. And think of it this way. If you get stuck, think about the word regret. Put that at the end of the tunnel and say, if I didn't do this, how would I feel? And you could even write those out. I did. I wrote a lot of them out. And I looked back at the paper and I thought, oh, my gosh. And the one that I regretted the most was the thing that I did first. The first thing that I did. And it just gives you, you're so much more powerful and creative than what you think you are. Yeah. Um, and it's just stopping those mental gremlins. And in, in my workbook, and I'm going to show you, and I'm just pointing this out because there are so many strategies and tools that I offer in here in how to get rid of obstacles. 
I'll tell you another obstacle that's interesting. What I found with my clients, there's two big obstacles besides invisible woman syndrome and the imposter syndrome. Secrets and unforgiveness. And secrets stop us because we think, who do we think we are? Oh my God, if I did this, if I was out on the stage or I was teaching this or I was writing a book, somebody is going to think about something or going to bring up an incident from my past life and going to embarrass me and it's going to be terrible and I'm going to have to be truthful. If that comes up, you hit it head on. You hit it head on. Whatever your secret is, and there's a way to share those secrets with people that you trust. And you just release them because nine times out of 10, they're much worse in your own mind than it is to anybody else. I've told secrets to some of my girlfriends that I thought, oh my God, they're going to say, are you kidding? We're not friends anymore. And some of my girlfriends looked at me and they go, and? Yeah. (laughs) Where they already knew. (laughs) Yes, or they already knew. I guess my parents already knew that. And another even more powerful one is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness stops us. I can't tell you how many times. And if there is somebody or situation that you have not found forgiveness for, work on that. Because the forgiveness, it's not for them. You don't even have to talk to them. It's for you. It's medicine for you to be able to move forward. And I know that firsthand. I've had a lot of tough people, tough situations in my life that most people say, I could never forgive that. I could never forgive that. I thought that too, but it almost stopped my life. And I thought, no, I can't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. live life in take, being someone taking me hostage or yeah. situation. And it's such medicine for you to really work on forgiving a situation or a person. Don't let that situation or person stop your life. Yeah. I just love it. You've dropped so much gold today on the podcast. And if you are listening today and you know that you are being called to do something else, I highly encourage you to take the steps to get that dream down on paper and to then take action upon it. So if somebody's listening and they're like, I really want to work with you, how might they get in touch with you? What might they expect? And what do you have coming up? Oh, thank you for asking that. Sarah, I'm offering in October, so it starts October 2nd through the 30th, every Monday for two hours. I'm taking on 10 women and we're doing a customized program of creating whatever they want in their lives. So you'll have coaching with me all throughout the week. You also have an accountability partner, someone that will probably become a lifelong friend. It's happened before. And then Voxer, which is like a a voice machine where every single day you can leave a message for me and I will do what's called on-spot coaching. So I go into every single day and I help you move through it. And we work through this workbook. And so whatever you want to create, we start with day one and through the five weeks on Monday, We get all the way to an action plan so that you can walk away with whatever you want to create in your life. And I think we'll give you a link to share for that. Perfect. Anyone that is listening and that's one of your uh, listeners, I'm offering a 20% discount uh, for that gift as well. And then I have some freebies. We have a meditation if you're suffering from, and it really is a suffering 
of low self-esteem, that imposter syndrome, there is about a 15-minute self-guided meditation that I take you through to really uplift your spirit, uplift yourself, and remember how powerful and how great you are. And then another one are journal prompts. And these are basically prompts, questions that I give you, that I ask you to just start thinking deeper. What is it that maybe I'm not happy and I don't know why? Or how do I start the process? Those are just questions that you can ask yourself. Or if you can't join us in the workshop, you can go on Amazon. You can get both my books and the workbook and start the journey yourself. But either one of those ways, you can also DM me on Instagram, just Perry Jones Grossman, and also on Facebook the same way. Great. And I'll link all that stuff in the show notes for you all. And thank you so much for offering that to our listeners. I think that many of the listeners have something on their heart and it'd be great for you all to get that out so you are able to really live the life that you are meant to live while you're here. Find your purpose. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Nothing brings me greater joy, Sarah, than when I see a woman who comes to me, she's just not sure and she's just stuck and her lights dim. And to all of a sudden realize, realize that, gosh, I am powerful. I can create, I can co-create and doing something that she really enjoys and has that joy-filled life. It's nothing more important to me than seeing that transformation. So thank uh, you. Give me the- yeah. And thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I think everybody's going to get some gold from this episode. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank All you. right, Bold Gold Crushers. It's time to get out there and crush your goals because you are meant to live the life you're meant to live without working double time. So let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.